Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. Hour number two of Oilers Now. I'm out of the home office, the city's south side. Brennan's back at the 630 Chad Studios. The second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, to talk about a new book that he's got out, one to remember from uh, Sports as he, and he was one for you to remember. Used to be on. Uh, CTV back at Edmonton uh, during the 2000s and was a regular contributor to Trainwreck Tuesdays. We'll talk to Ken Reed. And then George LaRock at 135. Do you want to mention that guests on the show receive guest certificates too? Roos Chris Steakhouse. That's the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie Taylor, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. Well, Back in the day, uh, some of you old schoolers would remember uh, a group of English actors, Oliver Reed, Peter O'Toole, Richard Harris, and Richard Burton. And these guys were from an era bygone. And uh, they drank hard, and they lived hard. There was a book written about them a number of years ago called Hair Razors, uh, Hell Razors. And I will tell you right now, for me, Oliver Reed was the uh, was the funniest. He had a, a memorable exchange with Shelley Winters, who would be akin to Roseanne Barr. In other words, a really crass, loud woman. And Reed had the ability to to send a very subtle uh, message across and uh, was a, a comedian, even though he was a major thespian. I don't know if he's a major thespian, but he's certainly a comedian, and he was probably a fan of Oliver Reed back in the day. We welcome back to the show, Ken Reed. Hi, Ken. How you doing? Hi, Bob. My only acting goes back to grade 8 Christmas play. Me and Sean McNamara uh, acted alongside Kim Curry and Cherry Pope in a Christmas play. So that's, uh, that's all I got for you, the thespian stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I won air guitar Harry Ainley in grade 12. I got shot on stage as Michael Jackson. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and then, I would have... 
pictured you more like did you do the Eddie Van Halen solo for Beat It? Like I would have pictured you more Van Halen, more hair metal. No, no, the, the, we actually were quite lucky because uh, somebody had gone out as Michael Jackson before, and then I went out as Michael Jackson. Uh, may I add, without blackface, and yeah. uh, and uh, and I moonwalked. And somewhat, oh, really? oh yeah, somewhat success. And then, and then I got shot, and a woman came out as uh, Lisa Duncan, and she came out as Chrissy Hines of the Pretenders, and she yeah. booted me, and she booted me off the stage. So we ended wow. up, we ended up winning quite decisively in terms of the. Uh, and, and I wondered how many times since people have been listening to the show and have wanted to boot me off the stage. But that's for another comp. Now, do you remember any of those guys? Do you ever watch any of the old video of Oliver Reed or Peter O'Toole? Oliver Reed was in, uh, he passed away filming Gladiator, right? So he was in. Yeah, no relation. No relation. I remember Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Uh, I remember Shelley Winter, so I might have to look this up. Because uh, I've never been, unlike Oliver Reed, I've never been accused of being subtle. So it sounds like we might be a little different. <laughs> Uh, it is on YouTube. Maybe we'll get Brendan to send it out. Uh, okay. Basically, basically, Shelly Winters was politely asked a couple times to tone it down. She didn't, and uh, right. she and she she was uh, she liked the drink and ended up pouring her drink all over Oliver Reed and 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 people were cheering. It's funny. It was in the late 60s, early 70s, mm -hmm. and, and Reed was, some might think, a little bit of a chauvinist, but I would just right. say he was old-fashioned for that time, yeah. but uh, but Shelley Winters was outright, uh, you know, she was just obnoxious. Uh, yeah, and, I sound we, more like Shelley Winters, to be honest. You, you, you sound more like Shelley Winters, you think? Yeah, obnoxious, filling my drink. Yeah, yeah. definitely Shelley Winters in that relationship. See, I found once I got to about 240 pounds, I I, I didn't spill as many drinks, I, you know, just because I was carrying more weight, so I was able to absorb more. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. We used to do Trainwreck Tuesday back in the day. Uh, you've always – now, is your brother still a comedian? Yeah, Pete's still a comedian, Peter Anthony. Um, wow, talk about an industry that's dried up, eh? Stand-up yeah. comedy. That's not happening during the pandemic, that's for sure. Yeah, who do you who do you like right now? Like, who are you when when you when you go on um, Netflix? Is there any yeah. like I, I'm a Bill Burr guy? Okay, yeah. I'll admit that I like Bill Burr. Yeah. Uh, who, who's the Australian guy? Jim Jeffries? Yes, I love Jim Jeffries. His stuff on gun control is absolutely amazing. Yes, that, that, uh, that is you know, fun. My, my guy is still Bill Hicks. I would love to have seen Bill Hicks alive during what just went down in the United States. I think that would be quite interesting. I'd love to see what Bill said. Um, yeah, when I when I uh, drive home at night, I, I I actually put on the comedy channels just on wine. It's like the twenty minutes I listen to comedy a day. Uh, but yeah, I think Bill Burr is fantastic. I just love the fact that uh, we live in this time where everybody has to, you know, uh, toe a line. And these some of these standups are still pushing it because great standup comedy is about pushing it. So the people that are still pushing it, I really admire. Anybody that pushes it, I admire. Why don't you educate our listeners on who Bill Hicks was and the connection yeah. to the David Letterman show? Sure. I uh, got Bill Hicks through my brother. He put me on to Bill Hicks. Uh, Bill Hicks, fantastic comedian, unfortunately passed away, I believe, in 94. Cancer, uh, young, was in his 30s. He pushed it. Uh, he was censored by Letterman. It was Letterman says it's one of his regrets uh, from the show, and Bill Hicks pushed it. Um, it's funny, you see uh, Dave Chappelle doing a lot of his specials now. It seems like it's more commentary than comedy, and that was Bill Hicks 30 years ago. Bill Hicks was way ahead of everybody. And if, uh, if you want to see a guy that just put it out there and love me or hate me, just don't like me, that was Bill Hicks. He, he literally 
He took no prisoners, and if you didn't like him, that was fine with him. If you liked him, that was fine with him. He wasn't out to win everybody over. He was just out to, to tell his truth, and he told his truth through comedy, which I totally admire. What did you think of the Comedy Central roasts? Uh, loved them. L- loved them. So offside, they're fantastic. I mean, I just saw um, uh, Pete Davidson roast uh, Rob Lowe the other night. It was great. It's a few years old, but yeah, yeah. I-, I think they're fantastic, and they're not for everybody. But uh, people tend to forget, Bob, in today's world that you have the power to change the channel, right? You don't have to watch if you don't like it. If you don't like someone's comedy, you don't have to listen. If they don't like your show, I don't know why anyone wouldn't, they don't have to listen. People forgot that they have a remote. And if you don't like it, that doesn't mean that everybody else has to hate it. And you don't have to tell somebody to shut up because you don't like them. Just don't listen. And if enough people don't listen, that'll speak. Uh, you mentioned that Rob Lowell rose Jewel, her song. That was pretty good. <laughs> I didn't see that part. Oh, you got. Oh, you got to see it. They it's went pretty, after her pretty good. Uh, yeah, but, it, but isn't that isn't that a lost art? Just uh, changing the channel and ignoring something instead of just yelling about something you don't like. If you don't like something, why are you yelling about it? Just, just yeah. change the channel. Well, we're we're in a very intolerant time. Uh, Greg Geraldo was was Greg Geraldo your favorite roaster from that? I mean, he, he was uh, not in the roast that you mentioned, but Greg had passed away by that point. But he, he was brilliant. Passed. Like that's a guy that was that was brilliant. But like a lot of guys that are that brilliant, there's a lot of pain going on inside. Um, right. Yeah, Geraldo's a sad story. Uh, who's the guy that's uh, Ross? Who's on every roast? I mean, Jeff, that's, that's Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Ross. Yeah, Jeff um, Ross. And Lisa Lampanelli for me is still the best. I'll take Lisa Lampanelli over all the roasters. Although I think she's kind of she's kind of calmed down with that that stuff a little bit. Uh, saw Lisa Lampanelli one night in Syracuse, New York. My wife and I just kind of stumbled upon it, and it was she was fantastic. So, yeah. She- Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's my favorite roaster of all one time, of, I would say. One of the keys for people that are really funny is they can laugh at themselves. I mean, that you comes with the chair. All right? Yep. You've got to be self-deprecating. We're joined right now by Ken Reed. So you've, we had John. You had the, what was it, one game only? And, and now what's, yeah. what, what's, what's the newest book you got out? Yeah, well, speaking of self-deprecation, I mean, I'm the first to admit I haven't written Harry Potter yet, right? These books aren't going to make me rich, but they're fun to do. Uh, so, yeah, a few years ago, I, uh, I wrote a book. Speaking of self-deprecation as well, Bob, I'd also like to think I'm Canada's foremost slightly overweight sportscaster. You know, I'm not buff, but I think I'm pretty good. But uh, one to remember is an offshoot of One Night Only. So when I wrote One Night Only, it was about guys who played a single game. So like any other person out there who I'm sure is listening, when they uh, when I played road hockey and I shot that hard orange ball into the net, I dreamed that I was in the NHL. And wow, what would it be like to score a goal? So I 
ran it by our stats guy. I said, how many guys have scored just one goal? You know, because I, and he said around 400, give or take. You know, the number can change because a guy will have one, then he'll get two, he's off the list. But I thought, that's awesome. To score in the goal in, in the NHL is awesome. But I'm looking at it from the dreamer's perspective. So I wanted to know, what's it like to be the actual guy? Is it a dream come true, or is it just like, oh, man, I just got a taste of that. That wasn't enough. And I just started calling up guys, and I stumbled upon some fantastic stories. And I say stumbled upon because I think most of these guys have probably only told these stories to their their grandkids or their brothers or their or their friends or uh, you know they, they, a lot of them I don't think ever talked to a reporter this extensively about it. Yeah, well, uh, so you got I mean, our, I, I I I got another I got another one for you. Guys okay. that guys that played over a hundred games and never scored a goal. Yeah, there's there's got there's a guy <laughs> uh, Spring played for the Winnipeg Jets. I couldn't track him down. He uh, he was two hundred and forty games with one goal. Uh, so my buddy Gordy Dwyer, uh, this is one. He I believe holds the all-time NHL. He has the most penalty minutes by everyone in the NHL who never scored a goal. So there's all kinds of weird little factoids out there. Uh, were you thinking of Don Spring? Is that who you were thinking of? Yeah, Winnipeg Jets, like eighty-three, eighty-four. You're right. You know, you know where he played his university hockey, right? I'm going to say the U of A. He was the University of Alberta Golden Bear. Played for Claire Drake back in the day. Dallas. Yeah, I tried Dal- tracking him down. Had no luck. Dallas Aikens played 120 games in the NHL. Did not score a goal. See, there's a book right there, right? There's another one. Like, there's all kinds <laughs> there, of little uh, rabbit yeah. holes you can go down to. And these books are rabbit holes. That's all they are, right? They're yeah, absolutely. So so give us four or five of your uh, sort of top one goal scorers of all time, Ken. Right. Uh, I'm going to give you from an Edmonton perspective. So I'm, I'm researching the book, and I come across the name Mike Forbes. Now, I know you will know Mike Forbes because, Bob, you know everybody, right? So so my, my job with this book is to, to let the guys that you know and the guys that I may know, I want them to be a bit known by everybody. So Mike Forbes scored his one goal in the NHL with the Edmonton Oilers in 81-82. He had scored a few years before in an exhibition game with the Bruins, but his one official goal is from the Oilers. So I'm looking up this Mike Forbes guy on a list, and I – I see he's got one goal, I track down the date, I go to hockey reference, and I see his one NHL goal is assisted by Gretzky and Curry. And I'm like, oh, for the love of Moses, I have to talk to this guy, right? Like, if you're going to score, who better to assist on that than Gretzky and Curry? So the deal was he scored it on a power play. And, of course, when you score a goal for the Oilers in 1981, you probably think you're going to get more in that game, let alone more in the season. Right. And it just so happened that Mike Forbes was kind of an offensive defenseman. And he was paired with Paul Coffey, who, as you know, was the offensive defenseman. Um, so the Oilers, are, a few day, weeks later, the Oilers are thinking, we need somebody to, to kind of steady Coffey here. You know, if Coffey's going to go, we need somebody to kind of sit back. And that's not Mike Forbes. So Mike Forbes gets sent down to Wichita. Charlie Huddy comes the other way. And yep. the rest is history. And that's it. And Charlie and, and Paul form this great uh, combination. And and Mike never plays in the NHL again. So there's there's lots of stories like that. But, I mean, he stays involved in the game. He became a commissioner of a professional league. He coached a club team uh, in Michigan at, at a college in Grand Rapids. So it's just kind of cool to see where all these, these guys end up. There's a lot of guys I know that, that you would know uh, who came through the WHL back in the day. Uh, Jason Padolin, uh, Kimby Daniels. Um, you know, and, and like I'm looking like a, a first round. Remember Scotty Metcalf, who the Oilers took? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Scotty Metcalf never scored with the Oil. Had his one goal with Buffalo. 
uh, and his whole life ends up in Rochester, where he still lives, where he was in the American Hall of Fame. He was so tough. It's kind of, it, yeah, he, he was tough. He was. Uh, he wasn't huge. He was like. I don't know about six foot two hundred, but he could yeah. chuck him. He he liked to get involved, and the Oilers took him in the. I think I think he was. He, well, Odeline was eighty four, so he would have been eighty five. Yeah. So yeah, he 85. Was like 80, yeah, he was in around there. But there's so many guys in this book too, who just played in the wrong era. Um, I know you love your WHL. Could you imagine Mickey Dupont playing in this era as oh, yeah, he, twenty years ago? The like, best. Just, the best example is Emmanuel Viveros. Like yeah. he he was unbelievable in the in the Western Hockey League. Like he was the CHL Player of the Year in eighty four eighty five, and mm-hmm. you know he just simply was born twenty years too early. If he's yep. if he's if he's the same guy coming out of the dub now, he's playing at least as a four or five offensive defenseman that's on a power right. play. You know, right? Like there's like your... a Christian a Christian Dubé out of the hall in the Quebec. Sure, he's the guy who went out to score one goal. He was CHL Player of the Year. There's, there's all these guys, and and then what 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 really freaked me out uh, is there's guys there's a one guy who became a scientist, one guy who became uh, a, a brain surgeon. That's like saying, okay, I'm doing train wreck Tuesday, and one day Terry Ryan and his little psychic Kenny will be office. I mean, that's unexpected, right, Bob? You didn't think that was going to happen. Well, and I'm sure. lots of guys get offers to to author. You just yeah, said it. There's that. no. There, there's nobody now. This is like—is this the fourth book you've written, Ken? Six. All right. What have you written so far? I know you did Marouk. You did Eddie yeah. Shack, who just passed away. You did yeah. the one game only, one night only. What was the other one? Hockey cards. And the two hockey card books. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, but but let's be honest. Like I'm playing Jeopardy with Charlie here at work last night, and the authors category comes up, and I'm like, come on, man. I suck at that because I don't know any authors who wrote real books like Mark Twain and that stuff. I just write these little folk hero hockey books. But but this one I enjoyed because it's a book. It's a book for dreamers, and it's. I mean, I got to talk to Frank Beaton and and Dave Hansen, Bob. I mean, can you can you beat that? Like two legendary tough guys. Well, was, it was funny was fun. because when Frank Beaton originally went from Edmonton into uh, joined the Rangers organization, he was uh, he went from Frank. Never beaten. Yeah. To Frank, <laughs> seldom beaten. Yeah. To Frank, to Frank, often beaten. But he yeah. was a small guy. Like he was five eight or five foot nine, trying he to was. fight, trying to fight six foot one, two hundred and ten pound tough well, guys. He actually tells the story of the nickname and kind of sets the record straight. But, but he was small. I'll, I'll give you a little example. So, uh, Frank's from Antigonish County, Nova Scotia, where John Brophy's from, right? Yes. So, so John Brophy picks Frank up, and he says, if you come play for me, I can get you to try it with Cincinnati in the WHA. So Frank's like, awesome. But Frank had never met Brophy. So here, uh, Beaton, I'll read you a little excerpt. Beaton made his way to training camp and met the legend himself. Here comes a quote. I checked into training camp, and I checked into my room at the hotel. Now, remember, I'd never met Brophy. He'd never seen me. There was a knock at the door, so I answered the door, and Brophy was there with a guy named Ian McKinnon. So Brophy thinks he's getting a top guy, right? Brophy looks at me and says, Frank Beaton? I had my shorts on. I was watching TV by myself in my room. I said, yeah. Brof looked at me. I don't know what he was expecting or what he was expecting to see based on what he heard about me. But he took one look at me and said, where the F is the rest of you? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's how small he was. He was 175 pounds, right? Yeah, he fought everybody. Yeah, yeah, like he fought Ben Wilson. 
Like you ever think just about think, that. B E H N yeah. Wilson. That's the heavy of heavy. Yeah, scary stuff. Uh, by the way, I just looked it up right now. Manuel Viveros, who I grew yes. up playing against, yes. uh, he had 109, 88, 92 point seasons in the uh, Western Hockey League and yep. was a major junior player of the year in 80-45. He scored one goal in the NHL. That's it for Minnesota. So he was. Wow, he, I wish I he, had him in there. Well, he would have, trust me, he would have been easy to get hold of. So he, he was a star. How many, you said there's 400 guys that have got one goal? Give or take it, it's between 350 and to 400 because if a guy scores one last year and he gets another one, he's off the list, right? Yeah. So there's there's about, there's about I'd say, 350 guys that are on that list for good. So, of course, I, I eliminated the deceased, uh, but I wanted to talk to guys that all the way back to the original six. So we go all the way back to the original six. I mean, you don't talk to guys today who who took their last year of major junior off to to go become a priest. But I talk to guys like that. Who, got who like was that? that? So that man's name was Mr. Les Kozak, and he went on to become a scientist. He's taught at LSU. He's lectured at universities in Poland. He works at a laboratory called the Jackson Institute in Bar Harbor, Maine. And once upon a time, he scored a goal, which I think, like, like I, 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 my whole thing is how removed. For some guys, that goal is so far removed from who they are now. And right. For other guys, it's such a special thing. And for some guys, like I know you and I, Bob, if we scored a goal in the NHL, me and you probably go get tattoos. Some of these guys don't <laughs> care. Like It's just like, yeah, it was nice, but whatever. I'd have a tattoo. I know I would. Yeah. I'm not big on per, uh, tattoos. My theory is, you know, I screw with perfection. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just, just, that's a good, are, that's a good I, theory. <laughs> I, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So yeah. you did all this work. Who do you think was yeah. the best player that only scored one goal? Okay. In my book, best player who only scored one goal, I'm going down the list right now. I am going to go with a guy named Darren Hadar. Darren okay. Hadar was a scoring machine in the American League. Quit playing around 2008, 2009. See with uh, Atlanta? Yes, Atlanta. Thanks, Bob. Exactly. Yeah. Just too small. And that's just when the small guys started to come in. And every guy I've talked to about Darren Hadar, who played with him or against him, was just, just cannot stop talking about the guy. He's just amazing player, so smart, uh, brilliant on the ice. So I'm going to go with Darren Hadar as the best guy in there uh, in terms of in players. If Darren Hadar was in the the NHL today, he'd easily be a top six guy. He'd definitely be on your first or second power play, and he'd be he'd be racking up his fair share of points for you. Yeah, he had 11 years in the minors between the American. Well, I guess all of it was at the AHL at that point because the IHL had folded. But he played in former IHL markets uh, like Chicago with the Wolves. Mm-hmm. He was a pretty he was a pretty good uh, legitimate first line player in that league for 11 yeah. seasons. So yeah, Wolves right. just retired his jersey last year. And then there's a guy like Kimby Daniels, right? Whose rookie cards I ordered. I thought he was going to be the man. He banged his knee up early and, and played till he was 35, but just wasn't fast enough for the NHL anymore. Was he on the 89 Swift Current team? The one that, he, uh, was. He, he was. was on that, that Memorial Cup yeah. team, eh? Great yep, stuff. He was. All right, here's the sales part. How do people access, get hold of the book, Ken? Okay, you ready, buddy? Okay. okay. One to Remember by Ken Reed with a forward by Colby Armstrong. One to Remember, stories from 39 members of the NHL's One Goal Club. Available right now at Amazon.ca. Please leave a review. And find bookstores everywhere. Support your local bookstore because your local bookstore supports you. How's that, Bob? <laughs> That's pretty well, pretty good. I think Bill Hooks, Bill X might take a shot at you for that, but it was pretty well done. Yeah, he didn't like dudes doing commercials, did he? <laughs> no, he'd, he'd be right out of the uh, John Cusack school from Say Anything. 
So, yeah, he, he would not be enthralled by these commercials going on. Today. No, but not thanks, at all. Bob. Uh, yeah, so your copy's sitting at the offices as soon as you get out of your house and they allow you back to work. In there. Okay. Well, they're trying to keep me away as long as possible, so there you have it. Awesome I stuff. Go watch, go watch Oliver Reed and Shelly Winters from Jimmy Carson. Uh, uh, Jimmy Car- Johnny, okay. Johnny Carson. All right, take care, Ken. That is, you bet. That is Ken Reed, NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sports Stamp. Uh, was in Edmonton sort of 2005 to, I don't know, about 2008. Real entertaining guys. Were on. Now he's, what, a five- or six-time author? Good for him. Um, We'll have uh, lots still coming on the show today, including George LaRock. But at this time, we're going to go to the Oilers Now Prospect Report for James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, see the best player the U of A uh, produced over the last 30-plus years? You know, was an all-star multiple times in the Canadian Football League, won a great cup. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, and a group at James H. Brown want you to stay safe and stay positive. With the Prospect Report, here's Brendan Escott. Okay, on Thursdays, we take sort of a 30,000-foot look at uh, Oilers properties sprinkled throughout Europe's smaller leagues, including Switzerland, where Gaetan Haas and Ryan McLeod have been seeing action. Haas with a goal in seven games. McLeod, two goals, three helpers, and eight contests. Tyler Benson is playing in the second Swiss League, where he has been a uh, point-per-game player in six games. 2019 fourth-round selection, Matei Blamel is uh, playing in his home Czech Republic after being drafted out of the United States Hockey League. He's up to four points in six games in the same league that he scored just five points across 31 contests last year. Patrick Russell, Adam Cracknell, both pointless so far in Denmark, and Cooper Marodi so far only one game that he's seen in Austria. There you go. That is our Oilers Prospect Report for jameshbrown.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back uh, with the one and only George LaRock when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.